Yo, yo, yo. Can you hear me? Well, I hope. I hope you're listening. Because we have exciting news. The Misguided Podcast just released a GoFundMe page to help provide kids with financial literate books. That's right. You heard it. And you can be a part of it, too. To find out more information, visit The Misguided Podcast on Instagram. Find that link and help support. Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it. I'ma shake the globe, change it. Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents. I'ma shake the globe till they feel it. Why the world make me feel misguided? I can't hide it. I'ma shake the globe, change it. Why they don't share this? Who else know this? I smell rodents. I'ma shake the globe till they feel it. What's up, everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. The purpose of this podcast is to do exactly that. We will dive deep into the stories of entrepreneurs and highlight what makes them successful, but also pinpoint mistakes they've made and how to improve them. Our goal is to make you start thinking about building generational wealth through business. I hope you enjoy, and if you do, please rate this podcast and leave a review. And now, let's get started. What's up, everybody? This is the Misguided Podcast. We intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. I'm sitting here with Peter Lopez, of a CEO of a publishing company. What's up, man? What's up, Killer? How you doing today, man? I'm I'm living, man. I'm living. I appreciate I'm you talking, coming up I'm here. I'm talking to you from Sunnyside, Florida, man. Yeah, man. You're you're sitting in a coffee shop right now. They got the music it looks like playing. We're yeah, yeah, it's a little loud, but you got to get some Sunday coffee. It's the Lord's Day. You got to get coffee in the Lord's Day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel it. I feel it. You, uh, what, uh, what, uh, how you, how you like your coffee, man? Listen, I'm straight up. Like, I, I believe it or not, I lost like 40 pounds over the last four years because I, I stopped doing sugar. So I usually just try black. But I'm, you know, I still like my cafe latte, but I try to stay away, from, <laughs> you know, which is sweet enough. But I try to just stay away from sugar, man, because sugar, <laughs> you know, it took my dad, uh, it took my grandpa. Diabetes ain't no joke, so I'm trying yeah. to stay. In the words of Big Pun, there before you he, he left, <laughs> I'm trying to live, bro. There, there you go, man. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to live, man. Cool, cool, man. Better, but I'm excited. Uh, go ahead, man. Now let, let's go ahead and get into uh, into who you are and where you're from. Let the audience know. Well, well, I've, I, you know, I've, I've been, I've been a serial entrepreneur my whole life. I've worked with companies um, over the last, I would say, over the last ten years. I've done um, book publishing, and I've represented five or six major book publishers. And then the last year and a half, I went off on my own. Um, one of the things that I've done is uh, built brands for other companies because a book is the tip of the spear. So if you want to become an expert, right, the thing what you have to do is become a, you know, become a writer. So if you notice all main entrepreneurs, uh, what separates them is a book. So there's like three ways to build a brand, right? It's either it's through podcasting, what you're doing, it's through video or it's through books. Those are the three major ones that kind of give you the definition to become an expert. So that's what I've done over the last 10 years before that. Uh, I was I was in software, I was doing hardware development, and I had that story at one that I made like the biggest mistake because I was working for this huge DVD technology company. Now DVD right now sounds like no big deal to us, right? Because you know we we're talking about we're talking about 25 years ago, and um, you know the uh, a founder of Atari and uh, Chuck E. Cheese was with us and our partner, and and we. We just made a mess of that deal and lost millions of dollars. But we'll talk about that on the Misguided Podcast because what I like about your show is, you know, you have the the, the highs and lows. And I mm-hmm. like the way that you want us to be transparent about business because I think everyone thinks, I think we just started this podcast, right? Everyone thinks like, oh, you have to be a boss. You have to go business by yourself. And they don't know that, bro, that's a hard road. When you bro, that's so hard. A family, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, it, you know, I enjoy the days when, when I had a bad sales month and I still had a commission, you know, yeah. check coming in. Yeah. Now, if I have a bad month, I have a bad month and I'm the last one to get paid. 
So I've been I've been doing book publishing over the last ten years. I've become uh, one of the most recognized, uh, you know, respected publishers because I help people, you know, own everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when it comes to ownership, you know, the publishing companies are built right. They're built to take your rights and take your royalties, take your publishing. And what I've done is I've given that back. Uh, Giving that power back to the uh, to the authors, to the business owners, because at the end of the day, a book is a business. Yeah, you know what I mean, your book is an extension of your business because you're going to make money, you're going to sell courses, you're going to it's going to open up speaking engagements. So that's that's pretty much why uh, I've been venturing into the publishing company over the last ten years. Yeah, no, 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 that that, yeah. that makes sense. Uh, and a lot of a lot of people are you know self publishing now. Can you yeah. talk talk about like the different why? Why come to you versus mm -hmm. go self-publish? Mm -hmm. You know what well, I mean? Well, listen, self-publishing for me, so I, but I've done this long enough. Let me let me drink some of this nice flow <laughs> water. Hold on a second. Yeah, I okay. I've done this long enough that I, I think self-publishing is um, seven out of 10 times the best way to go. Yeah. And when we say self-publishing, people just assume we put the book, you know, the book is on Kindle. Most of because we, we do both. We do self-publishing. We do three things, self-publishing, hybrid, and traditional distribution, right? When it comes to self-publishing, we do set everything up for you and you own it. Um, but it's it's an easier road because what you don't know is this. Like, you put your self-publishing book on Amazon, you'll do it by yourself, and it's a mess. You know, you put a color. Like, let's say one, one let's say the book is black and white, right? It's 100 pages. You put one color word, then the book is color. So the book that you can buy for $5, now you have to buy for $7. Yeah. So, so self-publishing, you still need help with it. Like, you know, you need guidance. You need guidance. Period. Period. Yeah. I can, you know, I can tell you, yo, this is how you have to do an open heart surgery. And you can Google it yeah. until you have to do the open heart surgery yeah. yourself. You know yeah. So self-publishing, I think, is a great way to go. Um, but you should still hire companies to self-publish you. Yeah, just to, because, to guide you through the process, man. It's, exactly. It's, like they're, they're like a mentor. So it, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I So agree, you don't man. have to be misguided. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. There you go. Thank you for tying that in. Uh, nah, so that's, yeah. That's self-publishing. And then the other one is you partner up. Like we, we, I have, so, you know, I'm the CEO of Publify Press and I also manage other companies, but I also partner up with a company called Iconic Books. And what we do is we do everything for you. We, we, we finance it, we brand it, uh, we partner with you, we, we uh, partake on the royalties, we partake on the rights, we partake on the distribution until we see a, a revenue that you're making that money back. So we do, we, we do take the risk ourselves. But usually with that is you got to have a platform. Like someone like you already have a platform, we might, you know, we, we might be like, yo, let's put 10000 on this one. If you don't have the platform, it's going to be hard because you're taking the more. risk. It's like yeah, a credit score. It. It's like your credit it's, score. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like that. Yeah. I'm going to put that on the publishing uh, agreement. Hey, I, I, if you have an 800, we got you. If you have yeah. a 540, yeah. we're going to have to work this out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> no, I, I get people, it. Yeah. So the core is we still want to give people a chance to publish. Yeah. Well, how long uh, have, have the... Have, have those companies been around for? How long have you been in these companies? Well, you know, I've been I've been doing this for good lord, almost twenty years. Um, we we launched Publify Press last year officially. Uh -huh. I want you to under, this is something that's very good for your audience to understand this. You'll never get to fully own your brand when you're when you work with someone else or you work for someone else. Okay. Because what happened was I was working for these major companies and I was bringing in eight, nine, ten million dollars on publishing deals, but I had to sign NDAs, non-competes, and I'm representing them. So I really wasn't promoting myself. I was promoting the publishing company. So I noticed last year I had to take a, a pivot. That's one of my books coming up. I had to take a pivot. Uh, was that a cat? <laughs> nah, it's my son just walked in the in the room. <laughs> my bad, man. <laughs> That's what I'm like. Hey, bro, this thing is, <laughs> dude. I Boom. got. I got... <laughs> this man, what my, I love. This what I love about podcasting and zooming, bro. He he don't care. He, he don't, don't care, care about it. Nah, he too he, he wants something. Yo, get me my juice. I need to play with you. Yeah, bro. 
it is what it is, man. Um, it not, sounded it, like it sounded like a like he was. It did sound that. like that, yeah. <laughs> Um, he, got a wildcat back there. <laughs> he is. He be he be he be on the floor like ah like he, he always funny. copies the TV shows that he watches and stuff. I just love that he just walked in. He don't care. He's like, yo, uh, I'm the uh, executive producer of this show. I'm making <laughs> some quick decisions. I don't care what you got to say. Facts, facts. So yeah, man. Um, so, no, you know, go ahead. Going back, going back to you know you. The, the best way to own your brand is to really, really become self-sufficient, become an entrepreneur or make sure that it's your brand. Because when you work for someone else, you have to do your best to represent them. Right. Mm. So I've done that and I've had no, until this day, till this day, I, I, I still represent clients. Till this day, I still represent companies, but I still have to build Peter Lopez and I still have to build my companies. And by doing that is showing them that, you know, I'm a, thought leader i have a vision i'm ahead of the curve and this is what i'm doing and, and building so, a reputation that's important exactly Build, building a respect best. a respectable name yeah you said it best it's all it's it we always talk about it on here but uh branding is super important for any business right um you think of the best the best brands that have been around for the longest they always either have a slogan or a color yeah. or have it all or they have something that that you know, when you see the product or you touch it's the product, it, yeah. it brings in a memory, right? Like, yeah, like when exactly. you're a kid, um, those yeah. are the best brands. So even yeah. when you're when you're doing a, a book publishing uh, yeah. company, it's important to build a brand that people rem remember. So, so yeah. I don't know, but something that that would be good for like books is like every time you pick up a book, it's like, damn, they think of your company. You know what I mean? Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, that that'd be a good slogan. Damn, they think of your company. I like that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was I was this Publify Press. We make best-selling authors. That is, that is, you know, lately we've been getting a lot of press because we cracked the code. You know, listen, man. There's like this little community of publishing. There's only five major publishers, and they own everything. If you notice, like Hollywood studios own publishing companies because they yeah. want everything from you. They want the juice, man. And, and well, Hollywood takes whatever they want. So oh, they take, yeah. <laughs> if, if you don't know what you're doing and you don't know how to sign that contract, yeah. then, then you you it's a it's literally a contract that you can't even get out of. Yeah. You know, your story, you know, about how you went off and raised your kids, they'll take that story and publish it the way they want. And you can't you got to you, You'll be upset, but you can't do nothing about it. You know, you know what it is, is, is the book industry, correct me if I'm wrong, but to me, the book industry seems like it's the music industry, but a little bit more white collar, you know? It is, it is, <laughs> it is, it is a $122 billion business and is a mysterious backdoor that's worse than the music industry mm -hmm. because the music industry, it's more visible and you still have some ownership of some of your songwriting rights. Yeah. Like if you're a songwriter, let's say you're a lyricist, uh, and you have that, you will make some money back. You know, I, one of, I was talking with um, John Robinson of In Vogue. Remember the group In Vogue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and she was a lead singer. And we were talking about, you know, her book project. I think she went somewhere else. Um, but she said something that blew my mind. She's like, we sold over, I don't know, 10, 20 million records, and we each made two pennies on the dollar. That is crazy. That's like... So, you know, that's the same thing with publishing. They will take everything. They'll take your rights, your royalties, your distribution. A lot of people have this misperception, right? Like, oh, you know, I'll get this all the time. Like, how much are you going to give me for my book? I'm like, that don't work like that anymore. Like, the advance they give you, you have to recover. You have to pay. Yeah, yeah. You got to yeah. pay that back. Yeah. And you got to pay that back in points, in blood, in skin. Like, okay, yeah. they're going to give you 100000 Yeah, but you're going to have to pay that puppy back. And, and then some so yeah that's that's the misperception with with music it's very similar but publishing bro it's a whole, it's very 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 white con very white Let, let's talk about how your how your business structure differs from the traditional like how how do you set yourself apart we 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 give we give the power back to the author right so um most publishers don't like doing that um, so when we do a deal, 
let's say we do a traditional deal, right? We do um, one of my new, you know, freaking biggest clients, right? His name is Caesar Payne, right? This, yeah, that, this, that's how I this, found you. That's how I found book, you. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, uh, next week. I'm gonna I'm gonna light this book on fire because this. Dude, book it, is it's not. A, I, I want it on Audible. Is it on Audible? I was looking for it on Audible. No, let him know. He needs to go to the studio and read it. He, he's so busy. But he's Audible, <laughs> Audible, Audible's coming out. In, in a few months. So right. this book, right, we created a joint venture company called Iconic Books, right, with him. Uh, and if we have four partners, four major ones, and we're going to make another announcement, right? So creating that, we, uh, me and one of my investors, Jonathan Soto, we put up some capital. Cesar Pena put up capital. Um, and, and we both work on a collaborative uh, partnership. Okay. So you put money for this. He put his money for marketing, we put our money for publishing and editing, and then we came to some agreement that once we hit a certain number, we all recoup. So the good thing about um, our contract with him is perpetual, meaning, okay, it's uh, Caesar owns 51% of his royalties, you know, Iconic owns 49% until we hit, let's say, 100,000. Once it hit 100,000, then Caesar owns 100% of his royalties forever, oh. but he owns 100% of his rights. So oh. publishing companies don't like that, meaning I'm going to make so much money until it's capped that he's going to make money. I mean, just think about it. He's him and DJ Envy are doing seminars where they're getting two, three thousand. Yeah. Yeah. The next 30 years. They're about to make a hundred K. They probably already made a hundred K off that book. So. <laughs> he's not going to be doing that. Yeah. You know, like, like, like in the, in the model we created, let's say you sell 30, 40, 50,000 books, you make a million dollars. In the traditional publishing model, you sell 30, 40,000 books and you might make 80, 90,000. See the big difference? That's a fucking huge difference. That's huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. So it's not easy. Listen, publishing is not easy. Like people think, I mean, listen, when you got partners like Caesar and DJ and Johnny Marines, bro, they're on you, bro. Like sometimes I'm getting calls five in the morning. I'm like, yo, they're like, what's going on with this? Because it's, it's an unknown industry. Yeah. Because Amazon, bro, Amazon is is the nine hundred pound gorilla, and they don't give a damn about any of us. Uh-huh. Like, like, like Amazon has changed the game, and we have certain publishing rules. We're like, okay, we're going to release the book this day, and Amazon says, wait, hold on, his book is selling. We're going to release it before you. Like, wait, you can't do that. Amazon's like. What yeah. you gonna do? My name is Jeff Bezos. My I'm the richest is... man in the world. Yeah, yeah. I own you and the whole yeah, world. Exactly, <laughs> uh, man. No, wh- so, what about your, your business though? Uh, like, do you help promote it? it could be, I, I, you know, I don't really understand what publishing means. What does publishing yeah. entail? Do you help promote the book as well, or no? There's there's two ways we do. One way we we publish the trip, uh, publish the book, right? Uh, the other thing we do is we promote the book. Publishing by itself is publishing, meaning we, we write your book, we edit your book, we do the cover, the back cover, and we put it up on, on all the distribution channels. So now you're published. Publishes like exposed, yep. you know, you're out there. So you're on Amazon, Barnes yep. & Noble, Target just picked up one of our books. Or also, hey. I mean, you know, Barnes & Noble. So you're published. That's not marketing. That means your book is out there. Anyone can buy it. Like you purchase season. Yeah. The next step is is marketing, where no matter what we do, and, I, and this is I want this to make this clear to our audience. Marketing doesn't guarantee sales. Marketing guarantees exposure. Yeah. Because some people think, oh, let me that's in any business book. though. Any business. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I could, I could, bro, I can send you book to thirty thousand Barnes and Nobles, and I could put posters, and I could put you on GQ magazine and Oprah. That doesn't guarantee sales; it guarantees exposure. What's going to really guarantee sales is you hustling and promoting that book. Most publishers want you to get on the road, and they're not going to do that themselves. You know what I mean? What what guarantees sales is you being personal, personable, and relatable to the audience that you're getting exposure. No one's going to buy from you if if they don't like you or if they don't believe in you or believe in what you're doing. And so exactly. I, think, I think a lot of people kind of, they don't understand that when they, when they create, when they create something that, that there needs to be um, what it, like a heart behind it, a heart behind mm-hmm. the movement. You exactly. know what I mean? Well, if you don't, if you don't believe in it, no one's going to believe it. Right. Like you said, like if you don't believe in your product, if you don't believe in your, like I, I always say the best salesperson is you. Like I truly am passionate about publishing. 
I'm passionate about building lives. I'm passionate about people not living an excuse, you know, living a life with excuses. So I believe that because I lived it. So that's the only way you can translate it. Because at, at its core, sales is a transference of emotions, right? Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll buy something you don't like, or you don't know. You'll buy a lot of things you buy just on emotional, like, it's an emotional yeah. thing. Or you go and the sales rep sells you the dream, you know? So it's, it's based on, on stories and how you feel and, and how that emotion is transferred. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? Absolutely. So, man, well, we're talking here that pumping this music louder, man. I guess we had a party here or something. Yeah. <laughs> and it, the Miss Got It podcast party, you know? <laughs> this this is the first episode we had uh, music in the background, so. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> um, the is not here. I would tell the lower, but it's all good. So, uh, and we got the zombie apocalypse in the back. It's just a lot of things <laughs> happening. <laughs> um, it's all good. Uh, so, I'd like to do a segment called the Hella Misguided segment where I ask mm -hmm. the same question to everyone who comes up here. And and the reason, you know, I started this podcast is because mm -hmm. you I want to guide people in the right direction uh, to a better future. And so yeah. if you were able to communicate with your 18 year old self, what would you tell yourself in a lot in a letter? What would you write yourself? Don't judge yourself too quickly. Okay. You know, um, you know, one of the best lines I tell people is never judge your kids too early, right? I want you to understand that line, Ooh. right? My grandfather now, right? I got I got a 26-year-old, 24-year-old. I know I know I look young, like 20, you know, but you know, never <laughs> judge, never I would say never judge your kids too early, but never judge yourself too early. Like like I'm 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 gonna hit 50 soon and I still believe I have 20 to 30 more years of prime to make things happen you know so don't judge yourself too early a lot of people look at that current situation and they just feel like oh, it's not gonna work out man you still got time you still this time is what we got man you try your best to stay healthy you live a, a health you know a wealthy mindset and you have a north you know just don't like i mean yeah i wish when i was 18 i made better decisions but, but this is where i'm at today and i'm better yeah. today yeah. And right? I, yeah, I, I'm super excited to like get older and, and wiser. And and I feel like I have a super bright future that I can see it so clear. And and yeah, I don't, you know, regret partying too much or, mm -hmm. and, and all that stuff back when I was, you know, a little bit younger. But um, there is some stuff that I wish I can can kind of change. Right. And like, yeah. Yo, instead of instead of going out and buying the new sneakers, you should have bought like some stocks or something. You know what I mean? Like just shit like that. Still go party a little bit, but oh yeah, enjoy life. But yeah, buy some like I like one of the things I tell this generation. I tell this generation, right? Don't don't finance a car. Right? Oh man, biggest mistake buy, you could do. Buy a car cash. Yeah. Right, you use Literally, that money. You want a Mercedes? Buy a Mercedes like a, a ten year old Mercedes, and you want a Frost. But uh, don't get caught up on this. No, the goal is credit. don't don't buy any any foreign cars unless you you have a million dollars. That's it. Don't buy That's any it. foreign. I fucking hate That's foreign it. cars. <laughs> <laughs> I got a BMW. It's the worst car ever. I know. Listen, my my mine is uh, I, I, yeah yeah. All of them <laughs> cost me trouble, man. You take, yeah, it's yeah. funny. You you take them to the dealership and it's like, well, you, the price you give me is like a brand new car. It's a brand new car. Yeah, like yeah. I ha I've had Mustangs and everything and they don't even give me problems like that. And and it's my favorite car. Mustangs my favorite car. Like, and it's, you know, not expensive. BMW has just been killing my pockets, but. I just, um, yeah. <laughs> you got to find one of those local, local uncles that could work yeah, on. Definitely. I think because it says foreign, it just scares it's people, classic. but yeah, it's still yeah. a car, right? <laughs> facts, facts. Uh, I want to know what, what financial freedom means to you. What does that mean? Is not being held accountable to anybody right like sometimes <laughs> i'll even tell my authors i'm like hey i don't work for you you know like i'm helping you out but you know i have the freedom now to make whatever decisions i want to make right so it it affords me more time to myself more time with family affords me more time to travel but i also know if i grind hard my mentality is this every day make a move that's going to be productive Right. Some people get overwhelmed. Like I got like we'll come in the office that Monday. We got we got 17 authors. We got to edit one author. We got to do a cover here. We got to get this one distributed. This one's having problems with the with the bookstore. I'm like, let's move one thing off our plate. Right. Yeah. So 
I think if you're productive on one thing every day, you're able to be successful and feel better about yourself. So every day, I like the, the ability of that. I can accomplish something that's going to make value and change lives. So I, you know, for that, that's, that's why I like that life. Now, to people that hear us today, you know, I, I've been hearing all these gurus and I get tired of it. Like, oh, you got to be on your own. No, maybe it's not ready for you to be on your own. Get the side hustle because I had the side hustle a lot of years. You know what I'm saying? Like, want, yeah. like most people don't understand that. Like when I was working nine to five after work, I was making calls from six to 12 midnight. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have people in, you know, West Coast like you are three hours away. That side hustle, I built it that once I knew I perfected it, I can go off on my own. So that's what I, you know, I like that freedom of, of just, just doing whatever I want. You know, like, like, can't tell me nothing. No, <laughs> I feel it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people don't realize the grind and the sweat. You know, the sweat yeah. equity. They they only see yeah. the equity of once the business grows. And I think there's a lot that says about your character and your personality when you actually yeah. sweat e equity into a business. And I, think well, I mean, listen, listen. It's it's not all. I I know. You know, I've done very well. Live very well. But bro, there are days, man. The, the, the cycle is no joke. There are days where where you're expecting 17 contracts to come in, and and 10 of them don't pay, and three are behind, and and um, bro, that's that's real life. Like life. I, I know multi-millionaires that have a struggle, you know, because it's like you said, you you gotta grind. Like yeah. you can't take nothing for granted. Like when I'm doing well, I get this urgency, like I gotta work harder and not not slip, you know. Like I, I, I always act like, like I, I grew up in the projects. I, I, I live with free, I, free cheese. I lived in the projects in the Bronx. So free I always cheese. had that. Yo, dude, I was standing in line for free cheese, you know? <laughs> so I always had that. I still have that mentality. Like I'm still on the free cheese line, yeah. even though I've, I've obtained certain success. Are you, are you in New York right now? New Jersey? I'm, I'm in Florida now. I lived, I lived in Boston 20 years, Boston. And then I, I'm born and raised in the South Bronx. So right now I'm in Florida. Bro, Florida is the Florida is perfect, man. Yeah. Hey, this is this is y'all y'all wild y'all y'all wild out there though. Florida got some wild people. Bro, Florida man lives in Florida, bro. Florida yeah. Is legendary. <laughs> facts, facts. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But as CEO of Publify, you know, a publishing company, yeah. I want to know. I want you to explain why books are so important to people. Why picking up a book and reading is so important. A dead man rule the world today because of what they wrote yesterday. So a book is the Ooh. most powerful tool. Remember, I'll say it again. I'll say it again because we are. Preach. Dead men, like, like dead men rule the world. Book or dead women, right? Dead people. But, yeah. you know, books are the most powerful tool we have. The only thing that's going to speak speak for Jawan, right, for the next 100 years is a book, right? Oh, stories will... Is it different than audio? Why um, is a book different than audio? Uh, well, audio, you know... You need you need power to turn on audio. Yeah. Right? Oh right? man. Oh, yeah, so, you speaking? So, there you go. Book, <laughs> bro, bro. Listen, the Bible. Uh, you know, a Shakespeare. Uh, yeah. All these great uh, poems. Uh, Henry Dickerson. You know. Uh, you know, C.S. Lewis. Even Stephen King. Like books have shaped our culture. They made movies. Mindset. Made songs. And everything. Books yeah. are the tip. Think about this, John. The, the, the richest company in the world is a book company. People forget that Amazon is a book company. Yeah. So so Amazon, right, is one of the richest companies because they started with books. Yeah. Books is everything. So even, even you as an entrepreneur, I'm pretty sure we'll talk about getting your book done down the road because the most powerful tool you can give your kid is legacy. And this that book will be like, yo, this is something that will speak for me. Like if, if you knew your great, great grandfather had a book, you would do everything you had to do to get it, right? Because that's something, that's that's your bloodline, right? That's your generational line. So books to me are the most powerful tool that we have to become an expert, you know? Um, and that's why I'm passionate about it. And that's why, you know, I, I, I'm good at what I know. So I my focus is only narrow on book publishing. I get I get calls every day. Yo, let's try this. Let's do this. I'm like, yo, if it's got nothing to do with branding, marketing, and books, don't bother me, man. Because I need it. My focus is here. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, books. Books are life, man. Books. Books are gonna be uh, be around forever. They're not gonna yeah. go anywhere.
and, and think about this, and I want you to be, you know, audiobooks are selling, ebooks are selling, but soft and hardcover books always trend just as high. Yeah. So people still, especially during the pandemic, uh, Amazon this year sold 8 billion physical books. 8 billion. I want you to hear that. 8 That's billion crazy. books were sold this year. That's so physical books are still powerful because, yeah. they, you know, you can touch them and you can feel them. That's you know? crazy. So, yeah. yeah. Books, books play, you know, it's crazy because growing up, you know, as a kid, you're like, I, I fucking hate reading. I hate yeah. books. Like, I just fall asleep. Like, I don't know for, at least for me, it was yeah. like, I, I just, I hated reading, man. I hated yeah. reading. I always like talking and I always like, I learned from listening. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's when, when they introduced Audible, I was like, oh my God, I could read. Yeah. Like I started reading like five books a month, a book a day. You know what I mean? And I love like, Audible. Yeah. I, I listen, Audible we, we have an audiobook company. We don't play all our books converted into audiobooks because you still need that. You know, you need that platform. You need that ebook. You need that physical book and you need that audiobook. So when you're publishing, you want to be cognizant of those three formats. They're very yeah. important. You want the physical book, right? You want the uh, book on electronic form and you want the book on voice. Eventually, you know, video too, like YouTube. So, uh, so, but audio, audio is the power because you can, you know, I like listening to audiobooks when I'm driving or when I'm working out, when I'm walking because, you know, with video, you have to stop and see. And with audio, you can just hear and get information. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, so. I also saw that you uh, ghostwrite. Can you tell me yes. a little bit about that? Yes, yeah. so ghostwriting is pretty cool because at its core, right, you, you're writing a story for someone else. You're interviewing them. You're getting their story. It's their story. A lot of times is, is, is what people back then, ghostwriting back in the day was like, you're buying someone else's book and putting your name on it, right? Ghostwriting now is I will interview you, tell me about your story. Let's break it down into chapter form. It's you know, a collaboration. It's more it's of a, a collaboration. collaboration. Yeah, yeah, that's what we do. We have a, you know. You're just doing a, what you do best. Exactly. We have which is writing. 20 editors and yeah. they'll sit with you. And this is what you want to understand. Ghostwriting is not editing. Ghostwriting is getting your story out. Yep, and absolutely. then you get the then book you, editing. Yep. So yep. yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll get your ghostwriter. <laughs> you know what's crazy is, um, what's crazy is that like in hip hop, ghostwriting is like, just a no-no right it's like no. oh right like but it's not in book writing like i learned about ghost i didn't know people ghost wrote books until last yeah. month last yeah. month i heard an episode and the guy was just like uh you know i hire ghost writers i never even read the book i just throw my name on it they give me all the rights boom boom yeah. and i was like oh my god that's so smart why yeah. is this so acceptable in the book culture but not in music because, right. we're, we're, well, you know, when it comes to hip hop, what you think about this? Or even R&B, because R&B is more ghost written than hip hop, you know? A lot of yeah, people- songwriting. Yeah, yeah songwriting. songwriting. So that's yeah. the same as ghost writing. Pretty much. That's what it is. Songwriting, someone is writing your song and you're, now there's two levels, right? There's a song that you have no connection to, Yeah. right? And you just sing it. Just sing and that. there's songs that- that the writer writes for you, like yeah. you know, Beyonce, exactly. uh, Taylor Swift, like they have specific writers that write for them, according to their emotion, mm -hmm. to their vibe, to their culture. Um, um, so that's different. Like in, in the in the publishing world, ghostwriting is accepted because it's writing your story. It's not writing someone else's. Someone story. else's. Mm -hmm. That's plagiarism. At its yeah. core, right? You you use someone else's story, and people have been called out. Like Oprah had to expose someone. Other people like they'll, they'll write in their book, and they're actually saying someone else's story as themselves. That's well, weird, pe right? people expose Drake all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> the number one exposure. <laughs> yeah. I think he's pretty good, but nah, uh, yeah. Drake, Drake is no, another level. It, besides the ghostwriting stuff, he's amazing, man. That, he ain't his no music. Biggie and Tupac, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I grew yeah. up in I grew up in real hip hop in the Bronx, like you know, you know. You seen the uh, you seen the the and, Biggie the Biggie uh, Netflix uh, docu series? I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna watch, watch it. it. I told my it, I told my son we have to watch it together. It's un unseen footage, man. I never seen that footage before. I there was wow. a lot of stuff I learned that I didn't even know beforehand. Yeah, honestly, I didn't one. know how big he was into drug dealing. Like, yeah. I didn't know how big I, I thought he was just, oh, you know, he worked under someone like, no, he owned the block. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. You learn a lot. So, yeah. 
but yeah, man, I, 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 I just learned about ghostwriting. So I wanted to ask, like, you know, kind of yeah, what's so your process of, of what's your process of ghostwriting? Obviously you interview the people, like you said, you know, you yeah. have your team come up. How so, does this so chapter want to look? It's, just think about ghostwriting as a, as a book report, right? So we have your, your intro, who you are, right? Here's Juwan. You know, he was born in California, raised in New York, whoever you, and then, the, yeah. then, then we start working on chapter breakdowns, right? Chapter one, two, three. Um, and then once that's done, we work on the closing and the intro. So pretty much the ghostwriter will lay out the whole book and like a sweet call it like a story arc or story real film uh, that it reads like a movie scene like even you know that when they read it it's not boring so the, the ghostwriter has that ability to put what you say in written word and it flows gotcha. like you, you you ever read a book that it does like you read it and you're like man this thing sounds weird i can't get through it that's because they had a poor ghostwriter or a poor editor. When you get a real ghostwriter with an editor, that story just flows. Like you can read it and you feel like you're you're, you're in a movie scene and you're watching this thing unfold in front of your eyes. Facts. You know, so yeah. 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 So that makes those sense. Good, yeah. yeah. So you know those 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 that's ghostwriting. And then editing is different because people um there's two levels of editing. I want the audience to understand. Like most people think. Oh, you know, my cousin, he, he's an English major, and they're just going to strike the book, like comma, punctuation, capitalization. That can really jack up a book. The best way to edit a book is uh, we call line editing, like awkward word sentences, active to passive words, repetitive words, disfragmented paragraphs. So that's where the editor has that gift, not just to comma, punctuation, capitalization, it's to make sure that they're, they're kind of fixing the whole sentence structure. You know, syntax. So syntax is super. That's when it, like well, the most misused word in, in writing is was right. Was it past tense or was it present state of mind? Right. I was there or was I there? Or what was I thinking about? Or he was there? Right. So a lot of times was is has to be corrected in the book because it could be the past or it could be the present. Absolutely. Yeah. So, little like writing it. tips, you know. Yeah, man. <laughs> dropping the dropping the knowledge. I like that. Um, now that's cool. That's cool. So, what? How do you market your company? Like, how do you find your clients? You know, I we 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 we're guerrilla marketing. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna give you a secret right now. I don't care about Facebook. Or do I care about uh, Instagram for business? They, I make no money there. It means nothing to me. Facebook, because all my friends and family, they're going to like my stuff. and going to be like, that's awesome. Instagram is going to be like an appearance, like a nice picture. The thing that's going to, that I've noticed that I've seen six to seven figures of business is LinkedIn. I do, don't do anything else but LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn. It's got 700 million business owners. Uh, out of those 700 million, 100 million are decision makers. So we just focus on those target markets on LinkedIn. So our core business is LinkedIn leads. You're That's the first person that has ever said that on this podcast. So I want to thank you because um, I've been hearing, you know, Gary Gary V is a, is a big advocator for LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. and, and it's just such an unseen market. Like the young people, you know, think it's just old people who work for let fucking you, a company. Let me tell you, the, the new generation is making bank. I know, I know 22 year olds, there's uh, generational consultants. I know 22 year olds making seven figures just giving advice to corporate America. Like if you're not on LinkedIn in the next year, you're gonna get in trouble. Like LinkedIn is the holy grail. Like I'm talking, like like. Well, how do you market business. books though? How do you how do you market oh. something on LinkedIn without being annoying? You don't you don't market it. Like you 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 give it away for free. You know I I, I believe on TI uh, was it a DIY to DIFM right? I give you free advice on how to get your book published, right? And then everyone there now calls me back and say, Hey, I I heard you're in the book publishing business. Another way is we, we do organic leads, we do guerrilla marketing, we reach out to specific people, we do a lot of uh, Facebook pixelations, we do a lot of ads. So it's it's a very uh, strategic way of getting, like companies will hire us to generate leads for them because we have a specific way of doing it. So think about all this. Everybody that's on LinkedIn is a decision maker. LinkedIn at its core is a resume. It's a public resume. So people want to show what they do and who they are. What's a better way than doing that than writing a book? So yeah. that is our core audience. 
and any type of people that want to brand themselves or want to market themselves, LinkedIn is the place. You know, Absolutely. so we reach out to those specific, you know, we reach out to decision makers, CEOs, uh, entrepreneurs, um, other publishing companies, other writers, other collaborators, uh, because LinkedIn is, you know, even now we're like, you know, with Caesar's book, we'll be reaching out to real estate people. You know, let's say with DJ Envy, we'll be reaching out to music people. You know, with uh, Johnny, we'll be reaching out to, you know, uh, business uh Absolutely. You know, music moguls. So you can always have specific markets like LinkedIn Sales Navigator. It's, um, I don't work for LinkedIn and I, I sell LinkedIn <laughs> to everybody. Like LinkedIn Sales Navigator is like a tool that you can put demographic, where they are, who they are, where they're from, and then they'll give you like a thousand people. And then that's where you're just like, bam, 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 bam. We're just like sending out leads, there sending out emails, and just, you know, just like we, we touch 50 people an hour on LinkedIn. That's crazy. I love it. I'm gonna I'm I'm hit up LinkedIn after uh, after this this call. You got right? to man. You got yeah, to. Real, like think real. about this. Think about this. Stop stop selling the product and sell how the product is created. People are more more um, like I was talking to this 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 young entrepreneur. He's selling T-shirts, and I'm like, yo, stop selling your T-shirts. Sell how you created the T-shirt sell. business, mm -hmm. right? Because people are gonna to want to buy that more, and you can sell that. Your T-shirt's twenty dollars. The number, the number create... one looked looked up thing on Google and YouTube is how to. Just those okay. two words, how to. Like you, you have a T-shirt, right? Yeah. Business. I yeah. want to get the T-shirt, <laughs> but I'll be more interested in collaborating with you and say, Yo, how did you do that? Because I want to sell T-shirts. You're like, Oh, this is how I did it, and it cost me this much, and because it cost me this much, I'm gonna charge you five hundred to a thousand dollars to do it for you. Absolutely. Instead yeah. of you selling me one T-shirt. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. The game, the game is real, bro. We don't play here, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. I, feel, I feel it. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I, I, I love it, man. That's a lot of, a lot of good information. Um, so, uh, the Misguided Podcast is actually, uh, we're, we're helping, um, raise books um for kids, you know, because a, a, a lot of the times you're in school and you. you you really don't learn about money or financial yeah. literacy until yeah. after, until after you're already in debt, right? So, exactly. so yeah. uh, what I've been trying to do is raise money for kids um, to provide them with books um, for financial literacy. So I've been- What you guys uh, raised so far? I saw uh, it on your thing. Like 400, I'm trying to get to a thousand. Obviously it would be great to go over a thousand, but- All right, we'll match, we'll match that. We'll get 400 on behalf of Public Five Press. Oh my God. Yeah, I love that, that, man. And uh, anybody else that does that 200, I'll send them a signed copy of my book and Caesar Pena's book, you know? So we'll oh. give the 400 today, um, you know, send me information. Uh, screenshot that when it gets it so people know that because a lot of people be BSing on this podcast talking all yeah. that smack. <laughs> we'll do that because, I, you know, when I saw that, that you're doing literacy to help kids out, I'm passionate about that. So we would definitely donate uh, that portion. It's not a lot, but every little, like, what happens with people is when, when it comes to donating, they're like, well, you know, I can't do 100 if, if, if Like today, right? Dude, a book costs $5 on Amazon to educate a kid on, on money. That's no, it. You just want one, one coffee. It That's is. It. You just changed the kid's life. So this like freaker, this latte cost me four eighty nine. Yeah, That's exactly. I've it. seen books for like two two ninety eight on Amazon. Yeah, exactly. I, like I look, I have it up right now. I, I have it up because I was looking up the top uh top books in the children's. Yeah. So I uh, children's money and saving reference. Uh, it gives you the top the top books. The top book is nine seventy. The next book wow. is five ninety nine. The third best selling book is two ninety nine. Wow. Like a thousand dollars, and I'm raising. I could buy so many books for the kids. Like you don't know, do it. So and then yeah, I mean, we, we have a children's book division, which is massive. Like children's books for us, are very big. That's like yeah, that's huge. Yeah, children's. That's cool. You know, now that I'm a granddad, I'm gonna do a children's book for my grandson. You know what I'm saying? So you know, if 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 we can give our kids knowledge right now and equip them right now, they're gonna become monsters, man. You know because. What you don't know, you're gonna to have to pay someone that knows. Absolutely. You know what I'm so your knowledge is, has so much power because you know what if, what you don't know, you're a slave to the person that knows at, at its core, right? Absolutely. So, so yeah, yeah, we'll do that, man. On behalf of Public Five Press, I'll be I'll be uh, honored to do that. Um, and just Appreciate put that there to let people know. And hopefully, we'll hit that thousand. 
yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. Or, or, or over. But uh, yeah, I appreciate that, man. And I, I just want to thank you so much for coming up here and dropping knowledge, man. This has been yeah. a really good episode. Um, and yeah, man, I, I want you to go ahead and um, share all your social media and stuff and, and where people can reach out to you. Yeah, I mean, if you, uh, we're, we're giving away, uh, it's on publifypress.com. So it's uh, P-U-B-L-I-F-Y. P-R-E-S-S, publifypress.com. We're giving away a free 10-minute webinar on, on how to uh, create a book, how to write a, a book template. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, so, and then at XP Lopez Jr. is my Instagram. If you guys want to DM me, um, you can send an email, uh, peter at peterlopezjr.com. That's my direct email. And if you want to write a book, let me know. If you need some advice, um, you know, I believe mentorship is the best tool you can give to the next generation. You know, Absolutely, I've done, guidance. I've done, I, you know, I, I'm a great mentor because I've made so many mistakes, and all I can tell you is don't make those mistakes. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> I love that, man. That's a great yeah, way. Yeah. That's a great way to wrap up the episode because that's yeah, literally what this podcast. <laughs> what started for is to yeah. to mentor people and guide them to avoid the same mistakes you know we're making as entrepreneurs as business owners and stuff like that so um, i appreciate that the way the way i like to wrap up the the episode is with a segment called guided conclusions it's the end of the the, the episode it's just it could be a, a funny question corny corny question serious question um but it's something we haven't discussed before the podcast today's question is is going to be kind of funny or it, or whatever you want to call it. But um, my question to you is, would you rather receive a lump sum, like your salary, say you're, you're back in the corporate world, okay? Yeah. Just um, people working for the nine to five. Would you rather receive your salary upfront in the beginning of the year, and then you don't get paid the rest of the year? or receive it over increments of time now not by by weekly let's say quarterly you receive a yep. lump sum quarterly which one works better for you and why i'm an investor so i'd rather receive everything up front so i can reinvest it Love you it. know um, i was hoping you say that yeah like if i get my salary is three hundred thousand you know i could i could put that on an interest bearing account 401k ROA, put that on a rental property and then just hustle, you know, the whole awesome. 12 months, yeah. you know, I yeah. mean, the, the, you know, you hunt best when you're hungry, mm. right? So, you know, when you're hungry and you know, next week, you ain't going to get paid that wakes you up in the morning. Like, and I got to make 50 calls today. Like I still work like, like I used to do telemarketing, you know, 25 years ago, I still work that way. Like the only thing I can control is how many calls I make, how many emails I send, how many people I touch. So like all my sales team, you know, I tell them, man, none of y'all outsell me, none of y'all will outcall me. <laughs> so yeah, I just believe like you get that lump sum and you just invest it and then the rest you just grinding hard. Just grind, you know? yeah, I so, love it, man. That's great, great cool. advice, man. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate everything man um well that's it man we're gonna wrap this up that's the miss got it podcast and you heard it here um but yeah you got anything to say to the people listen listen i i didn't even promote my book because i'm always promoting other authors i wrote a book <laughs> eight years ago called excuses excuses we all have them which one is yours so if you look up peter lopez excuses and i wrote uh excuses because i i had 20 years of excuses before i wrote my book right if you have to justify your reasons more than once they become an excuse so that's a great book um for your audience if they want to read and learn, yeah. learn more about my process oh i love that and i love the title for real for real. Yeah. a lot of people Stop make excuses, excuses. Us. yeah all the time um yeah. cool, cool. well i appreciate, appreciate that you, man, man. This is the Misguided Podcast, where we intend to guide you to a better future. My name is Juwan. I'm sitting here with Peter Lopez of Publify Company. Um, and I appreciate you, my brother. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. I wrote this shit at a fucking laundry mat. Four in the morning. Shit was overpriced. I just came home from a meeting with Birdman, my lights was off Back to reality, I like the type of salary you getting when you serving up the white, the soft I'm like this hourly, but I ain't no dope man I just maintain and cope man, it's hard losing one of your folks man Shit ain't a joke, I spend a lot of time playing with ropes Trying to cope, can I hang forever? Can the rain man change the weather? Can my whole team hang together? I ain't trying to be no president of foreign affairs. 
nah I just want me something for the well My adversaries say I'm more than prepared It's just like them Say some fake shit in my face When I be seeing them, I'm wanting to fight them Cause I ain't like them And I be working hard, but when are things gon' change? Every day it's the same shit I wake up to the same bitch Telling me I ain't shit I'm anxious When the things gon' change Every day it's the same shit I wake up to the same bitch Telling me I ain't shit I'm anxious When the things gon' change I swear last summer, man well, but now I have a hundred grand I guess money was the object Now it's just another issue that I'm into lock With the necessary Cash money make a man legendary I ain't know if I was ready for that But my come up it was heavily mapped And my mind was already tapped Ready to rap, ready to lap These other motherfuckers they whack Series of steps Be the ones that appear to be best But appearance ain't everything Possession is nine tenths of the law What's the chances I'm possessing it all? I'm getting blessings from the one that they call God, still don't know if I'ma give him a name I think the universe is hard to explain Truth be told, it's even harder to change And change gon' come, at least say the song with the lady on it They say my shit hard whenever baby on it But I be thinking more like Kendrick Lamar Is it impossible to enter the stars from where I are? And everybody thinking that I'm on Cause I miss the grand photos on my iPhone I just tell them that the drive's long And they don't understand the journey that I've flown See I was Orlando born and raised My father took his own life, I was 16 Shit ain't a dream, it's been 3 years They say it took strength just to be here But I be losing all my strength just to be clear I be hanging around the greatest of stars Same time think of taking it all They say suicide It's disconnection from the you inside But if you survive, when the things gon' change Every day it's the same shit I wake up to the same bitch Telling me I ain't shit I'm anxious When the things gon' change Every day it's the same shit I wake up to the same bitch Telling me I ain't shit I'm anxious When the things gon' change